Hello and welcome again to another episode of a junior VC behind the scenes. I'm your host Mazin and this week I have with me Path and Omkar and we're going to talk about this week's piece are electric vehicles India's future or a premature fad. So Path can you get us started by telling our audience why we chose to write about uh, electric vehicles for this week's piece. Sure yeah. So if you just look at the entire landscape as in if you just talk about numbers as in uh, in india uh, particularly um, so the market of let's say two wheeler four wheeler and three wheeler itself is close to like two and a half crore uh, vehicles uh, basically so two and a half crore vehicles are sold every year in india but if you look at uh, the penetration in the sense that um, ev penetration per se in india so for the two wheeler it's basically less than 1% um, and recently there are a couple of developments which has happened so uh, now the bigger players are making an entry and there was a lot of hue and cry that why maruti is not doing it or why hero is not doing it etc etc but um, um, in the first week of january itself uh, hero announced that they are um, uh, they are investing uh, uh, millions of dollars in ether and then now they are a majority of shareholders in ether uh, post the uh, post the investment prior to investment it was close to like 35% post investment it will be um, uh, the percentage is yet to be seen but the point being they are going to launch the first ev in the month of march and um, it is going to be the first major established player who is going to launch the ev in india and i think that's that makes the entire uh, sector into perspective as in so all this while um, all the startups were focusing on launching ev but now the first major player apart from let's say tata Uh, who is already into uh, the four wheelers uh, the two wheelers uh, players are also now getting into um, india apart from that tesla is also um, uh, planning to set up a huge factory in india and then planning to launch uh, vehicles in india in uh, let's say in, in in a couple of years time so i think that makes the entire sector into 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 uh, into perspectives that india is a huge market now players are taking a notice of it the infrastructure is getting sorted out So I think uh, uh, now is the right time. Let's say, talk about uh, this entire piece, and hence the AGVC team got together and decided to write about this piece here. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Uh, so let's dive into it. Certainly, uh, a really interesting time for uh, electric vehicles in India. A lot going on. Uh, I believe we actually started back in 1996, Omkar. Uh, can you tell us a bit about the origins of the sector? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks, Pat, for the introduction. So, if you see, right, in actually in 1884, what happened is Tesla, Nikola Tesla, and Thomas Edison, they collaborated to develop commercial electricity, right? So that's when this whole domain, uh, EV domain, you would say, started because electric commercial electricity was the main thing that powers these vehicles, right? So at the time, Tesla didn't know what he was starting. So, but his name would re-emerge later, as we know Tesla uh, by Elon Musk, the big company. Everyone knows the name Tesla now. and uh, so that's when in 1884 that's when the ev revolution i would say started and you know contrary to the perceptions that we have even i had this perception that you know ev is a very recent concept it's not actually it started as early as the 1900s right like martin was mentioning in india at least uh, we had the first vehicle in 1996 but the whole domain like the whole sector started in 1900s while the electric cars were enjoying a massive adoption across us right and they were 
counting up to like a third of all the vehicles on the road. Even people like Henry Ford and Thomas Edison, they also threw their weight behind the cars and started making EVs. But Henry Ford came up with this Model T, right? And that Model T dealt like a blow the electric cars. Uh, and the reason being, uh, this was already 1912, by the way. So the only reason was the gasoline cars uh, that he made cost $650, while the electric roadster sold for more than $1,700, right? So that's a huge difference, I'd say. So that basically put EVs back, back a few steps. And then they faced like a Kodak moment, right? So how the Kodak company basically lost its momentum. Same, similarly, these electric cars started perishing from the market and they were being replaced by cheap gasoline powered cars. And this would impact like almost all the world, not just the US. And, uh, but slowly things would change. And like, like I mentioned in 1996, India got its first electric vehicle in the form of a three-wheeler called Vikram Safa. It was developed by Scooter India uh, in Lucknow. Right, and it was operated by a 72 volt lead acid battery. Uh, for uh, context, right now we use lithium ion batteries, so then it was we used to use lead acid batteries, right? So, and at that time, around 400 vehicles were sold, uh, and yeah, that's how it started. And in 2000, the Indian Electrical Behemoth BHEL, right, Bharat Heavy Electronics Limited, they would follow suit and launch an 18 seater e bus. And it had an AC induction motor and a 96 volt lead acid battery, same battery. We haven't switched to lithium ion yet. And around 200 vehicle vans uh, were sold in and operated in Delhi. And but the issue was that uh, due to lack of consistency, right, and shorter battery life, battery technology was not there yet, and extremely high battery costs, uh, they ran into some issues. And then we, it, like it, it would again take some time for EVs to launch in India, right? So come 1999. Right. So Chetan Mani, Mani, I'm sorry for the pronunciation. He is a Stanford grad, right? He returned to India and his dream was to build India's first electric car. And that, uh, that was his like main priority when he came back. And as a student, he had won a top prize for building a solar powered car, a solar powered car for a race and in Stanford, I guess. Uh, and ever since then, he had been fascinated by alternative fuels for automobiles. And he had been tinkering and was thinking like he could build something for India, right? And after seven years of hard work, Chetan launched India's first electric car in 2001. And he named it Reva. I think you might have heard of Reva, the small yellow electric car that we see. Even now, yes, some of you have, must have seen it on the road nowadays. But it was launched in 2001. And it was named after its mother, which uh, which meant a new beginning in Sanskrit, right? And But Reva, like even, even though it was named after his mother, it was an acronym for revolutionary electric vehicle alternative, right? So, yeah, so that was, you know, that was a, that was how EV cars started coming in India. Uh, but at the time there was like a non-existent VC ecosystem in India and he had no, like very few avenues to find funding, right? So he had to find funds from traditional sources like ICICI bank, Indian government technology development board. And, but then he realized very early that the new market like EVs, just building good products was not really useful, right? People didn't know what EVs used to do. So he had to educate the market and the customers. So that's when, you know, uh, that, that was one of the things that he wanted to do. But uh, sadly, just after a month, Reva, like after Reva was launched, the government doubled the taxes on electric cars and removed all the subsidies, which was like a huge blow to them, right? Like imagine you are building something for seven years and they just changed the rules <laughs> over the, that's crazy exactly but but i mean 
So, so then thanks a lot for that really good summary. And it's, it's quite yeah. surprising that EVs actually started such a long time ago. But what's really changed is the cost difference, right? EVs were so much more expensive. And as technologies evolved, now they are closer in cost to, to, to gasoline cars. But what problems are they solving? I mean, you touched on this a bit and said it was part of the challenge that we had to you know, educate the market about the problems that EVs are solving. Obviously, there's the environmental benefit, but mm -hmm. apart from that, what are the problems electric vehicles tackling? So I think they are solving like eight main problems. One is the lower maintenance cost. And we will mention this uh, later, but the major reason for that is lower, lesser moving parts and lesser, like lesser basically things that need maintenance, right? So that reduces the lower maintenance, uh, reduces the maintenance cost. Then there's no noise pollution because since the engine is like, it's a battery and it's like almost no noise. That's why there's no noise pollution. Then second, the third thing is convenience. You know, uh, you could charge your EVs at home. You, you haven't, you don't need to go to the fuel pump to fill fuel or like a charging station to charge necessarily. You can just charge them at home. So that was convenience there. And even the operating cost was lower, right? So because they are cheaper and then you don't have to uh, pay for petrol and uh, relatively electricity, like the charging costs are cheaper. That So the whole operation, like operating an EV costed lesser. And then it was easy to drive, right? Because there's no clutch mechanism in EVs. Uh, you just have to press the accelerator and the brake. So uh, that way they were easy to drive and environmental benefits like Martin mentioned, right? Because uh, they have uh, almost uh, very less pollution directly from the EVs. And safety-wise also, I'd say they were better. Uh, the only reason for that is like batteries had to go through rigorous testing uh, before they were implemented in EVs, right? And compared to say combustible fuels, uh, batteries won't just uh, blast on you if you like, say are in an accident or something, but there's a high chance that fuels would burn and then there, there, would, there would be a fire, right? So, and also the last thing is that the uh, fuel price hikes won't affect uh, EVs because they run on batteries, electricity. So yeah, those are the problems that were being solved. Uh, so quite a, a large shift. I mean, mm. now we're talking about maybe a slightly higher upfront cost, but then much lower maintenance and operating costs going forward, um, as well as benefits to the environment. So there are definitely a lot of uh, problems that EVs are solving. When did we start seeing the first early signs of growth, uh, Omkar? Uh, in, in the EV market. I mean, you spoke about the regulatory environment being unfriendly and actually changing and, and hurting some of the early companies. How did we, when did we see that uh, evolving? Yeah, so like I said, right, 2001 was when Reva launched. And side by side in that decade, in the 2000s, uh, the major change was happening uh, in battery technology. So lead acid battery, which was used, uh, we were moving to lithium ion batteries. And these were going to be used like, the major driver of this change were the phone manufacturers because uh, they were rapidly researching these technologies to fit them into small phones, right? So <laughs> you'd think that, you know, EVs, EV manufacturers would uh, lead the research R&D, but phone manufacturers actually did the R&D for lithium-ion batteries and Sony pioneered the first lithium-ion battery for commercial use in Handicap, if you remember the Handicap. Uh, so Sony pioneered that and Motorola helped make them lightweight for the use in phones. And that's how this whole thing started, right? And the lithium-ion battery would go on to power the first iPhone. The iPhone was a huge deal back then when it was launched, mm -hmm. 2004, I guess. Uh, and due to the onset of globalization in India, all that technology started coming into India. 
and by 2005 we had around 200 dealers 55 traders who were trying to enter the indian ev market and particularly the two wheeler segment right so but most of these traders what they did was they just sold the evs like sold the two wheelers and forgot about it so that was kind of a blow to the uh, industry right because if you don't get maintenance you don't get parts for it then what's the use? people stop using it right so even though we uh, were moving on to a faster like moving faster into the old ev race things were not, not quite there i'd say and but hero was starting to have like a nice moment there they had a massive two wheeler ev opportunity in india right and so in 2007 hero cycles they in partnership with uk based ultra motors they launched a two wheeler the series of two wheeler bikes right and these electric bikes became popular among companies as well right and bike manufacturers like electrotherm india tvs motors hero electric which was earlier hero ultra uh, they were some of the companies that started to build these electric bikes at scale and you know because of these big players uh, entering the indian market uh, we saw an influx of reliable manufacturing and maintenance schemes and customers started to trust the evs again so yeah that's what happened in the early 2000 which you know i mean so so the the problem of the cost of the vehicle was solved and 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 the technology had improved now we move on to the next challenge which you touched on a bit which was the infrastructure um so can you elaborate a bit more on that challenge and uh, yeah yeah so you know as india entered 2010 you know uh, we uh, like we already talked about that big manufacturers were coming into play we had good maintenance good manufacturing but the public infrastructure was not quite there right because uh, right now if you see uh, if you want to refuel your vehicle there's like a fuel stop every few hundred meters and you can just do that but if you are going on the road and suddenly your battery dies for ev what do, what do you do right there there might not be a charging station somewhere so that range anxiety that people had that was not taken care of yet right and uh, there was no adequate charging infrastructure and even the battery capacities were not quite there yet you know they were like uh, not quite there like so setting up the charging infrastructure was the main thing that they, that we needed to do first right so but it was a challenge you know in urban cities maybe it was possible because uh, people would pay and then uh, even then it was tough for companies because in urban cities compared to rural areas the costs of real estate were high so and so that being the, so because of that the eventual cost would lie on the customer right the company won't bear all the costs our customers would have to somehow bear all the costs so that's why the additional costs were like a barrier for it but uh, if you see in 2012 the total cost of setting up a charging one charging station was quite high the infrastructure costs were estimated to be around 20 lakhs and another 14 lakhs as you know the charging station cost. itself Yeah, yeah, yeah. To install it, fifteen so, lakhs to for the actual charger. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot, right? Yeah. But uh, this market is see, like, uh, it's supposed to grow exponentially. I'd say in forty in twenty twenty it was estimated to be forty five million dollars, and in twenty twenty six it's estimated to be one fifty eight million dollars. So there's a huge opportunity, right, for yeah public infrastructure to grow. And there was some uh, things that were being experimented, like. battery swapping you know people just come and swap batteries so they don't own the batteries the companies own the batteries and they just go to station and swap the batteries uh, yeah. so that was one thing that was being which was what was truly revolutionary right like you mm-hmm. don't need to have that range anxiety you just change your battery exactly 
and even by 2014 right so the number of charging stations you could count them on your fingers so they were not a lot and even across the world they were in the thousands so yeah that's where we were in the 2010s i would say thanks omkar uh, for that part if you can maybe elaborate a bit on when the sector started growing um, and and how they tackled some of these challenges with infrastructure that omkar mentioned yeah uh so if you if you see the entire india's market so india is is very unique in the sense that uh, uh only 22 cars per 1000 people but if you just look at um, uh, and that's probably one of the lowest in the world yeah. uh, in terms of uh, the the uh, if if you if you compare about the the geography wise and the population wise um but if you look at the two wheelers uh, ownership it's one of the highest in the world so more than 230 240 vehicles per 1000 people uh and like i uh, mentioned so the combined sales uh, between two wheeler three wheeler and four wheeler every year is close to like 2 and a half crore so cumulatively we will probably have around uh, 20 25 crore vehicles on the road right now um so the opportunity is is extremely extremely high um uh, opportunity is there but if you just look, look about the ev penetration let's say before 2014 15 when uh, as the omkar suggested so there's the a huge infrastructure cost um, and it's it's more like a leveraging game right so if you don't have in a vehicles on the road um why will somebody uh, or any businessman will build infrastructure yeah. yeah, will build the infrastructure it's more like a chicken and egg problem exactly um, so you have to have at least a a critical mass so uh, by then even if you look about if even if you look at let's say 2020 so the two wheelers ev penetration was uh, less than 1% um so the entire india sold like uh, less than 2 lakh bikes in ev segment versus let's say um uh, uh, the rest is basically on the ic however there was one particular segment which was picking up and that was the three wheeler segment so in three wheelers post 2015 16 uh people realize that um people are using three wheelers primarily in the metros especially for the last mile delivery uh, or the last mile travel and by then we had a a, a penetration of close to like 15% um and that's where people um targeted as in the business is targeted if they can build an infrastructure around three wheelers then more and more three wheelers will be adopted and subsequently two wheelers and four wheelers will be adopted too uh so that's the entire crux of it so if you if you just look at uh, how people are using uh, vehicles in india so 70% of the work trips were shorter than 5 kilometers so that's basically a last mile delivery and the 10% extended beyond 10 kilometers okay uh, and that's why you will see um uh, post 2015 16 lot of companies were uh, trying to come up with uh, with the short range vehicles basically the speed limit uh, speed not extending beyond let's say 60 70 kilometers per hour so that solves the problem around range anxiety because you don't need a complicated infrastructure or complicated battery setup um, uh, a limited amount or limited size of a battery will work probably there were a couple of players who were targeting let's say 100 kilometers per hour kind of a range as well but then you are competing with likes of royal enfield or a splendor or a pulsar kind of a variety uh, that market will pick up sooner or later because the evs evs uh, ev infrastructure is getting ready the another issue was with respect to the refueling and the charging like the omkar said uh, so refueling generally takes less than 5 minutes um and the petrol pump stations are available everywhere but the charging takes more than let's say 2 hours 
so the shorter the smaller the battery the easier it is to charge and hence this swapping battery came into picture so uh, just extending that particular thought if you just talk about the economics of of uh, battery swapping so uh, if you are buying a battery um, then that will probably cost you around 30 35000 um, uh, per vehicle um, a, a short range battery 2.5 to 3 uh, kilowatt hour um, and to fuel or to recharge the entire battery will cost you around 30 rupees but if you are swapping the once one time swapping will cost you around 50 to 60 rupees so that's that's basically an easier um easier solution compared to let's say um uh, uh, a fueling uh, something which will probably cost you let's say 120 at at present so i think this kind of a model is picking up uh, there are a couple of startups which are uh, making a dent in this particular uh, in this particular uh, in this particular business model so basically pay per usage and either pay per usage or subscription model um however over a period of time this will become costlier and people will adopt to a battery charging per se because owning a battery is much more cheaper because the battery cost itself will reduce from 30000 to let's say 10 to 15000 um so that's how the entire dynamic is right now playing out interesting so it's some of these infrastructure problems sort of solved can we talk a bit about the competitive landscape uh, around you know 2019 2020 what did it look like you know i'm assuming a lot more players entered the market and things were getting yeah. a bit hotter so post 2016 government also started to take notice uh, that yeah something is changing in this ev entire infrastructure space so government started uh, or government came out with this particular policy called as a fame policy which is faster adoption and manufacturing of hybrid and electric vehicles so currently we are in phase 2 of fame policy but fame 1 focused primarily on the uh, uh, vehicle manufacturing so in the first phase government spent close to like uh, in the form of subsidies 340 plus crores to just empower uh, 2 2 1/2 lakh of evs uh, post that post 2018 government figured out that now the manufacturing problem is sort of sorted um, people are now um, uh, so hero hero is doing something ether is doing something tata is doing something so that's uh so ev manufacturing problem is sort of sorted so now they had to shift the focus on the infrastructure part so government came out uh, with the fame 2 policy so under that um, government agreed to support 1 million electric two wheelers primarily two wheelers and three wheelers uh, and with the intensity uh, incentive of 2000 per vehicle with an x factory price um a price of less than 150000 and then they had to source 50% from the local market so if you if you if you just take an example of an ether which cost beyond 150000 so you get an same to subsidy of close to 40 40 40 to 43000 rupees so that's an that's an good amount of incentive for an owner to consider um, that yes we can go uh, with an ev government also approved uh, um, more than 2500 charging stations under fame too so that problem is also getting taken care of kacha um, Uh, we have now public infrastructure uh, at least in the urban urban cities so government is actually trying to focus on on that policy makers have uh, now trying to um, provide the right policy framework for enabling and uh, this is what will push a uh, um, sector in the, the right direction and we have already seen uh, we have already seen the uh the green offshoots of that so ether sold like close to 3000 vehicles growing more than 30% ola um is coming up with s1 um uh, pre booking is more than 1 lakh bikes already uh tata's uh, doing phenomenally well uh, 
post the the launch of e vehicles and couple of other um, vehicles in the ic space somewhere around 2015 16 17 tatas had a, a tata motors had a market share of 4% in the entire four wheeler space which has now grown to close to like 13% which is more like a 4x jump from there um, so everything is now uh, coming together um, and now the companies are now trying to um, playing around the pricing or playing with uh, playing around marketing is in how we can get the maximum uh, from the customers so that's how the entire landscape is right now the entire landscape is sort of converging right we have technology that's evolving the manufacturing yeah. problem has been solved the infrastructure problem has been solved and governments are kind of subsidizing people to encourage people to buy evs uh, so it certainly sounds like a rather exciting time can you talk a bit more about uh, the state of the sector today and and what the future of the sec- sector looks like um, right. in the year right so so when you just look at the ev as in uh, or ev economics from the consumers perspective uh, so there is something called as uh, uh, the tco uh, which is the total cost of ownership um, so at present um, and probably for the next two or three years uh, this problem at least should get sorted out is basically the entire the cost or close to like 50% of the vehicles cost is because of the battery okay and this battery cost has come come down by let's say close to like 70% in the past decade more and more adoption um, more and more efficiency utilization with the technology advancement this will come down further so the cost of ev bike per se will come down further uh, now when you look at uh, the per kilometer pricing so if the if if you talk about this petrol and diesel in india so and the kind of two wheelers um, uh, which which uh, the ic runs on is basically in this particular segment where the ev is getting uh, a competition from they do not have averages more than 45 50 kilometers per liter so per kilometer these are the kind of bikes which will cost user 2 2 rupees per kilometer but if you look at ev um, for the similar average uh, Uh, they they will not require more than um, uh, 25 to 30 rupees as in full charge of around 3 kilowatt hour battery um, and it will provide a range of 50 60 kilometers per charge so that cost uh, will come down to let's say 0.5 rupees per kilometer so that the differential is is technically will keep on increasing 1.5 to 1.8 rupees per kilometer and if right now the differential between ev and ic is let's say close to 50000 so ev is costing me after the subsidy around 1.4 lakhs and the ic is combustion engine vehicle uh, likes of activa etc which the consumers get around 90 95000 so the differential will be filled by this cost advantage um, with respect to fuel in close to like 4 4 and a half years if the battery cost comes down further then this differential will Uh, be able to as the the user will be breaking even this particular differential in less than three years and that is going to be huge um, and I have I have um, no doubt that this will go down further um, same is the case with battery swapping market India cumulatively have close to like twenty five crore vehicles two wheelers four wheelers and three wheelers if one vehicle requires one and a half to two times a battery because battery needs to be needs to be in the warehouse as well somebody will charge and somebody can replace the battery market itself is like 50 crore batteries um in the next 5 7 years will be needed um if each battery cost let's say even 3000 rupees then the battery market itself is like one and a half lakh crores so 
in my opinion as in this this category and the supply category itself is going to be extremely attractive for a lot of players and that's why you see now the likes of heroes or tatas are entering into this space uh, ather is getting funded um uh, a lot of other startups are getting funded ola without even shipping a bike um is making a lot of uh, noise and all for the right reasons tesla um uh, tesla's market cap is uh, is higher than the all listed entities market cap who is into ic space despite having shipped lesser and lesser amount of uh, uh, the vehicles um obviously they are playing on the software etc but i think um at least in the next decade you will see much faster adoption um and the entire space getting uh, at least in, in, in india at least specific categories two wheelers three wheelers uh will get a lot of traction in this particular space so i am quite optimistic about this thanks a lot pat certainly sounds like there's a lot to look forward to as technology improves and the cost of batteries come down uh we will see a more clear benefit to owning ev vehicles in terms of cost of ownership uh thank you everyone everyone for tuning in to this week's episode of a junior vc behind the scenes we hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you again soon